All right, y'all, tonight's scripture meditation is going to be from two texts. So what is a scripture meditation? And that's a traditional word uh, that's been used in the church uh, for something that's not a sermon, also called a homily, right? So what is a scripture meditation? It's, it's uh, a bite, not a mouthful. So a sermon is more developed. It's an event that has movement and it grows. Uh, I want you to think of a scripture meditation like a scripture thought bomb. Boom. It blows up. So here's what we're going to look at. Genesis. This could be the first Christmas Eve text using the Tower of Babel. Are you ready? Genesis 11, verse 4. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city, a tower with its top reaching into the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, in other words, so that lest we not be dispersed, in other words, scattered, or uh, literally it means to break to pieces. So they want to reach into the heavens. They want to make a name for themselves. If they don't, they're going to break to pieces. They're going to be scattered all over. Their personal lives, their emotional life, psychologically, their work, their relationships, their culture, their education, their systems that go on in the world, all those things would disintegrate. So what's fascinating just about this, I want us to hear this as modern people. Uh, modern people are not the first people that thought they could change the world. Uh, ancient people thought they could change the world. Ancient people were also revolutionaries and led movements to change the world. Uh, Ethan Magnus says, at first glance, the Babel project doesn't seem all that bad, right? Unifying diverse communities with a common mission, having an impressive religious structure that would inspire people for years to come, touching heaven itself. Who would stand in the way of such a significant and magnificent global project? Why meddle with those who simply want to create something that will inspire others and lead them toward religion, lead them toward God? There's one crucial reason why the Babel project is doomed to fail. There's only one reason, and that's this. They're trying to be more than they are. It's like an ant trying to be a bear, a grizzly bear, a Kodiak bear for all that matter. It's like SpongeBob trying to be Captain America. It is beyond. It's trying to be more than you are. It's trying to be more than human. What's happening in this tower is everyone's trying to be more than human, more than earthly, more than an image bearer, more than being dependent upon God. More than being noticed by God. More than being recognized by God. More than being a somebody because of God. In other words, we could say that everyone in the Tower of Babel is trying to be a mini-God. They're actually trying to create their own recognition, create their own worth and meaning. They're trying to create their own happiness and significance, they're trying to actually manifest as a creator their own security in life. They're actually trying to prevent doom by themselves. And so trying to be more than you are, we'll call this building, uh, a Babel building, does not build lives, and it does not build relationships, and it does not build cultures, and it does not build schools, and it does not build the world. It actually scatters them. The very thing that they were seeking to do, not do, 
actually is fulfilled by what they're doing. It's doomed to fail. So Genesis summed it up this way. It says Babel building, trying to be more than you are, trying to be a mini-God, right? Uh, trying to reach into heaven. This is how it sums it up. It's trying to make a name for yourself. It's trying to reach into heaven. The Apostle Paul, as he always does, he puts a theological precision on it, right? Here's what he says about it. He says they're counting equality with God a thing to be grasped. And this leads us to our second text for a scripture meditation. It's Philippians 2. It's uh, 5b through 8. So Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So what Paul is saying about Jesus is that he's Babel in reverse. Christmas is Babel in reverse. Instead of reaching up into heaven, heaven reaches down to earth. Instead of being more, God becomes less. And so the ancient people, modern people, uh, you, me, all of us, we have within us this instinct, this impulse, this need to count equality with God a thing to be grasped. We have within all of us this instinct, this natural dark need to be more than we are, to be more than a human being. And it goes all the way back to the original human being where the two bit on this. They didn't bite on the, the apple because it tasted good. They didn't bite on the fruit because it was forbidden. They bit on it when the tempter said, if you eat of it, you can become godlike. And so in the essence of sin is actually trying to find in yourself your own godness. And then what we have at Christmas is somebody reversing Babel, somebody actually reversing the garden, somebody actually reversing the most wretched story of all humankind. And that is the Lord actually became the servant. The life actually became the dead. The righteous actually became the sin. The obedient actually became the disobedient. The sinless became full of sin. The full, the flourishing, became the empty for you. And for me. And for the ones that are sitting next to you and your loved ones and the ones that maybe you're not going to be able to see this Christmas. Is that while all of us desperately count equality with God a thing to be grasped, Jesus did not for you. He didn't. He refused it. He emptied himself so that you could be full. And so the end, he, what he does is he puts an end to emptiness and he puts an end to scattering. So the very thing that, that the folks 
that were ancient and the folks modern we desperately try to do is make a name for ourselves. We're desperately Babel building all the time. It's in our nature. What we're desperately doing, he actually now puts an end to it. He puts an end to our Babel hearts. He puts an end to our Babel relationships. He puts an end to our cultural Babel making. He puts an end to institutions that do it. He puts an end to homes that do it and educational places that do it. So Christmas is Babel in reverse. And so what that means is Jesus is finally all the more you actually need. He's all the more you need. 